when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's February 11th, 2022, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 460. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and today I'm joined by Patrick Lepic. Hello. For the first time on a mainline podcast, I guess, I guess Renata Price. Hello, gamers. And Ricardo Contreras. Yo. So, I guess we might as well start with... Um, Maybe some of the the weirder news today. I was getting I was getting messages uh, that hey, Force Unleashed is back, and <laughs> that puzzled me for a wow. moment. The Wii version, the Wii version of Force Unleashed, the Wii version of Force Unleashed is what's coming. Which is to a Nintendo different Switch. back. Which which is which is a, the same in some ways base game, but has it's different. It's yep. <laughs> so. Someone explain to me, because, mm-hmm. you know, I missed out on something. I set my watch to uh, Nintendo Directs, but I, I gather Damn. this one had some things of interest. Uh, <laughs> but it also seems like the reaction was really mixed. And no, so, what? 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 Who? who what timeline? Yeah, where? That was like the opposite. Re- like, no, I think like everyone fucking left. Yeah. Welcome to the direct that everyone loved. Well, I mean, I do. I do think there are certain type of. Nintendo fans that saw nothing in there and were like, well, sh- yes, if you didn't, and those yeah, if you wanted to do Mario fans, or Zelda, then boo fucking who? Here's a bunch yeah. of other good games. Zelda's coming out in the second half of the year and they specified that this one was about things coming out summer and earlier. That's it. Yes. And First also, half. let me just know that group of Nintendo fans who are dissatisfied is anyone between the ages of 15 and 25. <laughs> Just, just an. If you are, wow, Ren, if you Ren are, really calling herself out if here. You are sub like, thirty years old. The, you're, you, you. There was a dearth of video game, which is fine. Like, also, it's a, that's not even true. I'm excited about Front Mission, but that's because my brain is sick. Like, I'm the. <laughs> I understand that I'm the broken one of the fifteen to twenty five year old demographic. So Here's I loved this one, but like, you could say that this okay. is actually. They're trying to hit that in between, right? Because it's like people who it's like a project triangle play- strategy. <laughs> like um, people who yeah. haven't played these mm-hmm. games but are maybe aware of them and haven't actually, you know, like missed the boat on their original release, obviously, but right. would are interested in those genres anyways, right? Like that's what the demographic aim might be with the mm-hmm. with some of the remakes, but yeah. I guess I that really misses enjoyed, the really, uh, really young, the, the ones, they, there's Fortnite, Fortnite's already on the Switch. What more do you want? You know? Oh my God. Oh, wow. Jesus <laughs> oh my Christ. God. Okay. Uh, well, don't pay, don't pay Kato to be a consultant for your company. Um, I really enjoyed the journey of, uh, like, so there were parallel directs happening. This happens pretty frequently where there's like a Japanese direct and a like direct for the rest of the world and different announcements will happen. And sometimes announcements will only happen in, in one or the other. Um, 
and uh, Chris Kohler, uh, formerly of Kotaku and Wired and was it Other Ocean? I think I think he's at now. Um, anyway, like he noted like, oh, wow, while this is going on, they announced remix of Front Mission 1 or 2, uh, 1 and 2. And I like sent that just like immediately pasted that to Austin he's <laughs> got like the fr- the fr- the frumpiest face in the world which then prompted him to send a bunch of frumpy tweets yeah. about the fact that we weren't getting that so i enjoy i enjoyed later getting uh front mission 1 and 2 announced yeah. for the switch I-, I don't have any other than I-, I know that those are old square tactics games yeah. that have max yeah. I-, I don't know <laughs> jack about them mm. uh why well, i guess i'm excited as uh, 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 in theory because of the premise, but I, are those actually good games? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've only really heard them, you know, mentioned in a positive light in general, but at least the, the old ones, right? Is that the same series that became not tactics or am I mixing them up with a different? No, they, well, they eventually did do a, I think you're right. Right? Uh, I think it's like there was a Front Mission since, Evolved or something. Wasn't there like yes. a, like two year, one to two years ago, a Front Mission game that everyone was like, this isn't Front Mission to me. <laughs> right. Front Mission games. Uh, list of Front Mission media. Uh, yeah, main I think Austin attempted to play this game. Right. Um, one, two, three. Uh, there is a spinoff in 2000. Okay, yeah, Front Mission Evolved. What was the 2010 third-person shooter? 2010? Uh, and then a 2019 than stealth video That's game. That's what I was thinking of. Oh! <laughs> uh, front Mission Left Alive, which is a third-person shooter. Left Alive shooter. is what you were thinking of, yes, Kato. Yes, Not yes. The, front, the, the other Front Mission. This looks like um, Metal Gear. What is happening? Oh, I think I edited a piece about this. <laughs> Might have. What is time? Do you remember is the that- year 2019? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <Sorry>. happened after. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna paste this in here. Uh, there's a in the f- Wikipedia page for Front Mission Left Alive. They're just it's just kind of dunking on the game, including being like, "This is its dog shit physics engine," uh, showing characters literally jumping off the ground when shot, which I think is very excellent, and all games should do. <laughs> Greg Miller of IGN scored Front Mission Evolved a 6.0 out of 10, calling it "quote uninspired," and they would only appeal to "quote." Hardcore mech heads. I don't think it even did that, though, is the thing. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think it even hit the hardcore hardcore, mech heads. Hardcore mech heads didn't want a third-person action game. Like, Uh, They want those things to move one one, one tile at a time. Look, if you you do not have faith in, like, your mechs being tactical, like, being inherently cool, then -hmm. you don't deserve to make the nice robot game. (laughs) Like, if you don't think that what what the kids really want, kids of all ages really want is a whole bunch of like really complicated rules, a lot of like obscure trade offs uh, and a really like hard to parse, uh, you know, set, like set of mechanics, then you shouldn't be in the mech uh, game business. That's that's my take. Listen, 17 year olds love heat sinks. Like, 17-year-olds just love thinking about cooling systems, and they love thinking about different engine types. I you know, I wonder why that kept coming up on TikTok. I don't know. It was, like, the algorithm recommending those it's, Yeah, to it's me, not just the or... algorithm. It's just that 17-year-olds are getting really into the idea of heat sinking and, like, different types of ammunition you can theoretically load a rail gun so with. upset yeah. about the second season of Euphoria. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, just leaning mm-hmm. really, really hard. It's mostly drugs and not enough heat sinks. Like, that's the problem. Oh, I I see. So it's more mecha focused in the first season. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a huge problem. We they want more heat sinks. The first season 
person was so interested in like the particular tuning of various like mechanical arms but season two is all just teens doing drugs uh i had my own uh austin arc with the nintendo direct because they uh it's kind of wild to imagine that they have not had a wii sports game on the switch uh given the fact that like one of the big pitches on the switch originally was something like the portability was like like look at our hd rumble you know you're gonna move this joy con it's gonna feel like you're you can feel the marbles in your hand no one's ever going to use this tech ever again. So that's fun. <laughs> and then also that it has like far more like extremely precise motion controls, like well beyond even like the like Wii Motion Plus um, mm-hmm. add on they had for the Wii. And so I see the Wii Sports like logo come up and like I feel like uh, emotionally bonded, spiritually bonded with Kato. It's like, <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Like Wii Sports, Got Wii Golf. Wii Golf. And. Even before Kato and I were playing these golf games on stream, like, <laughs> yes, that we, we tennis, we bowling, they were fun. Yeah. Like, the one I played the most with my friend, like the one that like, a- as the novelty wore off on so many of the other sports games, uh, the golf one is the one we came back to because it seemed to have the highest skill ceiling. Yeah. Um, and just, it was just, it was just really well done. It was really fun. And so like me tweeting out. <laughs> The, what the hell is the point of announcing a Wii Sports revival <laughs> if you're not going to put the golf game in? There's my head in my hands. Uh, and then to all of a minute and a half later, like, and by the way, this fall, golf DLC for Wii Sports. Um, so that's free free that update, right? Just like free you're still update, working yes, working yes. out the kinks on that one, it seems. Well, I was I was worried that uh and like someone had posited on Twitter is like, oh, maybe they just want they want people to be focused on you know, the, the Mario golf game they just announced. And so if they were to like put a golf thing in here, maybe that would overlap. Wait, too announced much. or released? You mean the one released, they, released, yeah. released, but uh, I think there's still DLC coming out for it, but uh, right. fortunately that was proven to not be the issue. And so uh, if we could just put on a uh, cutoff, if you want to put on the calendar, it's just like somewhere in the fall, just yeah. like, put it on there now. Just like Boop. reserve some Space. sort of slot on the calendar <laughs> for uh, we, we sports we golf. Sports and, golf. Oh, I'm, you know what? We have a Trello. I'm going to put it in the Trello. There it is. That's a shame. Oh, yeah. 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 This is what it's it for. Ide- it's always good to put down ideas uh, that will clutter up the Trello uh, because we can't do anything with them for six months. I think that's, that's usually organizational tools or, uh, <laughs> you know, a short, medium, Wait, and long-term thinking. I just realized, what is this called? Because it's not, it can't be Wii Sports. The game? Is it just Switch Sports? Uh, it's called it's called Switch Sports, I believe. Nintendo Switch Sports, yeah. <sighs> which is a terrible fucking name. Listen, the Nintendo Switch is like good branding, but it will never defeat the Wii. Like we, like you can't Wii, do Switch Wii anything. Sports. Yeah, no. Wii Sports, we work. It's like they can't get it right. Like they make the Wii U and they stick to the Wii U, the Wii name because they're like, well, we have so much like it, it's such a strong brand. But here's a not Wii, and people hate it. Um. And now, at the moment, they should be embracing that. They should be saying, like, hey, remember Wii Sports? Remember how good life used to be? We're bringing it back. <laughs> and, like, people will know, like, hey, cool, I'll, I'll play Wii Sports on my Switch. There's nothing contradictory about that. They they also yassified the Miis, which is which is pretty difficult. Um, oh. I thought it was interesting that they ditched the Miis. Uh, well, they're still but- in there. There's tall Miis. They have tall Miis. But they also have the weird... Not me 
like anime faces they have both is the thing and they're mixed together and it looks especially odd when they're standing next to each other (laughs) um speaking of sports games for all the soccer nerds out there like myself we are getting a new mario strikers which i am personally excited for Uh, i appreciate they've continued the 90s aesthetic of the mario strikers series have not given that up are continuing to lean like these some of like the official like quote, key art, you know, like the to for the game still has the like jagged yeah. edges. Yeah. Just, it's just something mm-hmm. I, they easily could have left behind and have not. And I respect it. I admire it. And I'm I'm glad that uh, it, it is stuck around. Sicko's voice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you, you are actually a soccer person like me? that? Yeah. 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 That is my that is my sport of choice. I played it in high school. Nice. Uh, until uh, I got uh, physically uh, too destroyed. Until my oh. shit got too owned. Oh. And then I was like, oh, I guess I got to stop playing this sport. Turns out uh, you shouldn't play sports uh, extensively if you have a really bad connective tissue disorder. Ooh. Whoopsie daisy. Well, oftentimes the sports help you discover that. Help yeah. like sports <laughs> helpfully like highlight an issue mm-hmm. you may not have. You might have mm-hmm. lived comfortably not knowing you had a connective mm-hmm. tissue disorder until you were like 30. But sports are like, oh, hold on. Hold on, teenager. Uh, it was really cool. One time I went to a doctor uh, and I was like, I got this pain in my foot. And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And then he brings in like his like medical assistants to be like, hey, your students figure this shit out. Uh, and they're like taking my foot, like trying to figure out what's making it hurt. And they're like twisting it in every fucking angle they can and being like, does this hurt? Does this hurt? And I'm like, no, it doesn't hurt. And the doctor walks in and they're like, we have no fucking clue. Uh, and then he walks up to my foot and he's like, your thumb's really flexible. And I said, what? And he went, are your thumbs really flexible? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, let me see. And so I put my thumb behind my hand. Uh, and no, like, oh, that's going the, that's Uh-oh. going the wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take a picture of that for my class. And I went, excuse me. And he went, uh-huh. And he's like, give me your foot. And I was like, okay. And he takes the base of my foot and he goes, and it like goes like an inch out. And it feels like someone had taken a sledgehammer like into the side of my foot. And I was like, ow, that hurts very badly. And he's like, congratulations. This is an injury that like only you can get. Uh, you have managed to bruise the inside of your cartilage and bone throughout your ankle. Because every time you stop sprinting while playing soccer, your leg keeps going because nothing's holding it together. And it just jams. And I was like, oh, cool. Neat. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't enjoy hyperflexibility. <laughs> one of those things that sounds awesome until you realize, like, no. That yeah, no. That, that descriptor betrays. Yeah, uh, that term just, just betrays the description. Run out of price with the power condition. of hyperflexibility. hyperflexibility yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a perk you would pick in Mario Strikers. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's it, it's, it's a good not. perk until you try to go climbing and your shoulders just like. <laughs> <laughs> does it have? Does it have any advantages? I mean, like, yeah, like all, most contortionists do have hypermobility and like, oh, that makes sense. The the real downside of it is that um, you can't basically my body struggles to hold itself together, which actually makes me a lot stronger than I look because my muscles have to work extra hard when doing like even basic tasks. Oh, so I end up building strength very, very quickly because like my extra muscular strength comes from like my body trying to hold itself together all the time. Um, so like I do build strength faster, but also I'm like much more injury prone with sports and like there's certain like endurance based tasks that I really, really struggle with. Um, and also my running form was terrible for years and years and years. So MK actually has hyperflexibility and uh, a lot of attendant issues. 
Um, and yeah, it's it's just sort of an ongoing. It's like um, like almost like a, a clown pulling a handkerchief out of the pocket in terms of like what new ailments can be attached to this? Yep. What oh, new no. ways can I get fucked up? Oh, and did and, I get a little bit older? Oh, that's just that's just a bonus. Like we're just moving on the skill tree. <laughs> Yeah, basically, I have to stay in shape for most of my life, or my whole body's gonna fall apart like one of those, like you know, those like little wooden toys where you press the button yeah. and then it like falls just, down, like, and then you like release the button and he comes back together. That'll be me if well. I don't. Um, <laughs> Look, stay if I know jacked. if I know Waypoint, uh, there's nothing better uh, for for staying in fighting trim. Uh, like being a producer at Waypoint, <laughs> uh, being doing long streams and podcasts and playing games in your off hey, hours. We, to be, you know what? To be like fully transparent, we did have a managing editor who, while we would do those things, like I've got thirty seconds, like I'll just do some push-ups. Like where's a closet? So like, Danielle did that. Like the Danielle doing this job does does not stop you. <laughs> you're going on runs and like in between like you know it is it is possible you can you can uh, incorporate those things if you if you really need to um because I, I i watched it happen i'm not like other girls i'm worse and that's the promise <laughs> that i can make all of you um uh going forward beautiful welcome um, to the show welcome to renata so hold on. So Patrick, my my last question about this this Nintendo Direct though. So is mm. it basically the shit version of Force Unleashed going to be like what they're moving over to? I believe to the version you want to play is the backwards compa- compatibility version of Force Unleashed on the Xbox. Like the Xbox backwards compatibility like stuff they've done mm. is the best that game is ever going to look until right. they do like a proper. Uh, remaster of it the, the, you know I, uh, the people defend the Wii like because it was an era where like, we would get tweaked versions of games that mm. weren't there were like reports but had unique stuff and uh, people do swear by the Wii one being like a very quality mm. version of that game with some interesting uh, wrinkles uh, but I think the game you're you're really speaking to is probably just a game if you wanted to revisit it was is probably best on okay. on, on the Xbox yeah. Resident Evil 4 had a good Wii port that was great. Mm-hmm. I played that game on Wii. <laughs> that was the only way I could get my hands on that. Uh, have, uh, they, have you they, seen the new? The mm-hmm. aiming was so accurate, but it didn't fuck with the. Th- I didn't. I thought it would fuck with the scariness, but I feel like there's enough. They have like enough zombies in that game that it still fucks with you, even if you're you could you have like laser perfect aim. Yeah, when I played the the quest version, you know, similar sort of setup where it's like, hey, I can I can pew, shoot these pew, dudes. Pew in the head over and over again. And yet I still found like the opening hours of that to be pretty yeah. tense and yeah. spooky. Uh, they uh, just, Oh, sorry, Rob. No, go for it. Go for it. Oh, I was just going to say that they just dropped uh, details in the new RE4 remake. Uh, and like the like what? extensive information about. Spe- spe- yeah, they- speaking of Danielle Riendo, Danielle Riendo's <laughs> uh, website fanbite, Yes. Did to drop uh, uh, Imran over there. Their news editor. Was, yeah, I had a report about some of the details on that game. Like the broad strokes is that they're they are not sticking strictly to hey, let's do a high res remaster uh-huh. of that game. We're gonna like a bunch of the game is gonna take place at night and they're gonna try and make now, it spookier. This would be huh. a little like unlike Resident Evil Two, where people were broadly like, yeah, fix that thing up. Resident Evil Four occupies a different place, right? This is this is a bit like. Uh, if, if like a lot of people would say, like, if you're hearing we're reimagining parts of RE4, that's not going to 
be exciting to a lot of folks. <laughs> I love RE4. The difference I would strike there is that RE2, like RE4 is available in incredible forms right now uh, in a lot of different ways. It was actually just in high, a high definition fan pack released for the PC version that looks fucking amazing. Like it looks so good. You can uh, buy so, it on Steam like, for $20 right now. They're selling the, the texture pack? No, no, no. Just the game. Oh, <laughs> I was like, how did they do that? No, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, Whereas like RE2 is like a more inaccessible game. Um, like the, 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 the playing that uh, like now is more difficult. I, I don't know. I'm of the mind that if you're going to do a remake, do whatever you want with it. Like just make the original game available. But like I'm so much more interested in mm-hmm. them taking a swing at RE4 and trying to do something with what's already there, but their own spin on it. Plus it is the RE2 folks and they did such a phenomenal job of updating like th- that game met the the like sort of like the vision you would have of what is what is it like to play this game for the first time now without being like so dedicated to being what that original game was that you lose something uh, in sort of like the uh, creative process and so I don't know that team that team has earned the right to do whatever they want with RE4 because if you don't like it you can just download a very good version of RE4 right mm-hmm. now um, like a better a better modeled ogre boss. Like who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> it's fine. At least I don't. I don't care. Other, yeah. I'm sure other people will care, but um, I don't. Rob, are yeah. you not excited for more Three Houses content? <sighs> so, Kato, are you about to tell me that like they've come back? They're like, hey, we really been focusing on like how we can make an even better tactics game. Uh, one that's really gonna scratch all those itches. Uh, that maybe. Three houses didn't quite succeed at. Is that what they're doing? No. We getting we getting a new tactics game? No, we're get we're getting a Muso style game for the Three Houses universe. Dynasty Warriors style game. What are they called? Uh Warriors like is it just Fire Emblem Warriors? Yeah. Uh Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Three Hopes. Um, three Hopes is the name of the Three Hopes is because you're gonna need three hopes. <laughs> For the ho- for the game to run at an acceptable frame rate <laughs> is 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 like you need all the hopes you can get for that game to not run at f- fourteen frames a second. Here's the uh, thing, yeah. Here's the thing about that series, like Fire Emblem Three Houses. You were there because of the characters, and like the tactics was okay, was workable, right? It was passable, right? Like passable is definitely the word <laughs> I would use. Yeah, to but describe the characters the were great, and you wanted no, to see all so like. Another chance to see them in a different no, no, context. No, no, no. You know, then it should have been skippable. Okay, that's <laughs> yep. the thing. After a point, Damn. it's like I don't and need to be. Right. Oh, and shit. he's correct. <laughs> well, like, which is what I, they're doing. Like they're they're doing that in like the like the the Chrono Cross uh, remaster is. I feel like. Uh, oh, do we lose Renata? Oh, okay. Just uh, um. Uh, the Chrono Cross remaster. They. I guess this is common in some of these JRPG updates where. Hey, you just kind of just want to experience the story again. Like the Chrono Cross, you can just turn off the battles uh, entirely. Maybe you'll still have to do the the bosses. I'm not sure, but they they have it. So it's like, hey, look, we know you're older. 
who's here to play Chrono Cross? Like not the 15 to 25 year olds that Renata was describing. It is the 37 year olds that will go, you know what? Chrono Cross never quite got the shake that it deserved. And like, I'm here to be part of the, the Chrono, Chrono cross uh, but I also don't want to grind. Chrono cross mm-hmm. Also here for the klonoa which is also happening from this direct. Klonoa 1 and klonoa 2. klonoa doesn't sound, even sound good. Like... Uh, Klonoa sounds sounds like the CD scene. He's like quarantine city. And like. (laughs) Yeah, they need people to get inside and play these two excellent overlooked Bandai Namco platformers from the 90s and early 2000s that uh, not enough people actually play. So, Door to Phantom Meal is just the first Klonoa. That's not something correct. Okay. No. And then, yeah, they're, they're doing a big update to. The first game and Klonoa 2 got a uh, update on the Wii, but then they're doing a, sort of like another pass for the the Switch version. They're, nice. I, they're extremely charming, simplistic, but again, deeply charming uh, platforming games that I have a have a big place in my heart from when I when I played them when I was younger. Does anyone here know what Live Alive is? Live Alive? Li- live Alive? L- live? Uh, hmm. It is, if I'm remembering... Uh, because I've heard it, I recall, and people who knew what it was were very excited. It's a vegan food chain up here. It's an experimental Square RPG that was made in like less than a year and never came huh. out here. Um, so if you, it's and the reason people were so taken because it was it was like one of those games like a uh, like a Bombet Lagoon, like a oh this game is never gonna get localized, huh. and so the only way the only form it exists is complete JRPG sickos who are sharing like 20% complete ROM hack localizations so they can progress through the game. And if you were like going through a stack of man, square really seems like with this 2d, what are they calling it? 2d, 2d HD, like yeah, their new aesthetic. What, what could they possibly go back and revisit? Oh, I could see them doing chrono trigger or like they're doing with the final fantasy, like early mainline games. Oh, that makes so much sense. Uh, live a live would not, no, no one. If you, on the betting markets, that you would have you would have made millions. No one would have had that on their uh, their bingo card as a game they were going to revisit. I've I've heard it's extremely charming and weird and interesting, uh, and so I'm I'm excited to yeah. tell myself I'm going to play it and then and then not do it. But I'm excited for I that journey. That one. Um, I want to play that. Between one. me too. <laughs> yeah, Rob. Are we committing to things we have no intention of doing? God. All right, let me in on that. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually might, I might fuck around and find out because it, the premise sounds up my alley. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah it's like eight different lives connected or something it's, like this. Like a, it's like a sense eight situation. It's, it's a cloud atlas. <laughs> the game is doing a cloud atlas okay. where it's all like right. six different timelines with six different characters all like playing through their own stories. Or I think with their own unique mechanics, which is like, I don't know. I like cool experimental game design like that. So I cannot help but be like, Ooh, that seems neat. That yeah, there's a neat. very cute, there's a very cute robot in the game. Um, which is what, uh, folks that I, who are familiar with the game kept tweeting about. I was like, Oh, people are going <laughs> to love that robot. Like I love a robot. Little so. cute robot. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all, what year is it? Well, I mean, is it set up front? It's 2022. 2022, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I so. Set. I think it's, uh, uh, shit, when did this game come out? All right. Well, when they nail, nailing <laughs> it, Kato. damn it. 
This is a really good bit. Count on all of you passes to himself. <laughs> Watches the ball I think it's go 2000- bouncing down the hall to the concession stand. I think it's 2007 because I just heard a fucking is the the cake is a lie joke in a Nintendo advertisement. All right, Kato's. You got okay. there. There we go, Kato. Fuck Let's go. I think we're going to have to mute Kato for the next 10 minutes. It's just, <laughs> oh my just, God. just a punishment, unfortunately. <sighs> my man's got a hard reset real quick. <laughs> yeah, Kato needs to reboot himself. Unplug the Kato and plug him back in. So, I don't know. Yeah, that, that was a lot of the stuff that was at the at the. I don't know. Is there anything else anyone uh, mouthful was, was psyched mode. about? Mouthful mode. Mouthful mode. Mouthful mode. Mouthful mode. Yeah, they got, Mouthful mode. A lot of good tweets came out of that, out of mouthful mode from the new Kirby game. That was that was delightful. But also, mouthful like mouthful mode. I'm glad they're making a new Kirby game, and they're doing weird. It's like an shit ambitious one. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I, I mean, you know, is, I, do I like we the know? 2D. Does anyone know? Is Sakurai working on this? Is that why no, Kirby's back in a big way? <laughs> well, I'm just like, it's his baby, right? Like, didn't he like? create Kirby essentially and that's why he's the most strongest character in Smash. <laughs> uh that would all add up. Um but no I don't I don't think uh, uh Sakurai is still sleeping. Okay. Uh, let him sleep. That's finished, fine. Finished Smash. I just it let would it would make a lot of sense rest? I feel like to see a new Kirby game with this much energy behind it. Uh with him finally free of the reins of Smash. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a lot of cool ideas. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad that they are taking a bigger swing with Kirby than they do in the past. I mean, like I'm I'm all for the simple 2D games, but and I'm this sure this will still charming. be charming. Yeah, it's very yeah. charming. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be very charming. Uh, I'm sure it'll still be like a pretty simple 3D game, but they have the ideas they're playing around with are are really are really cool. Look, yeah. you like we're in a room full of people who liked Astro's Playroom a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, hook us up. One of my games Absolutely. of the year. That game rules. Yeah. Looks charming as um, hell. So, I guess something else uh, is starting to... Is, it's not fully out right now, right? We're talking about Lost Ark. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, Patrick's gateway drug to being <laughs> mobified. Oh, man. Um, watching watching me crush the Kato's dreams in real time. Oh, discovering so the game. Good. So Lost close. Ark had gamepad support. So was, close. Uh, we were so close, everyone. Beautiful. You were right on the I precipice of greatness. Well, hang on. <laughs> Did it have Game Pass support, Patrick? Because I saw how you were managing that inventory. No, hundred percent. It it it, apply, it it applies the the mouse to the gamepad so that you can do. Well, you can't quite do. I'm both saying that's you, terrible. That's not gamepad support. <laughs> that is that is like hacked together like nightmare <laughs> interface stuff. You yeah, were not, you were sliding not. stuff around the interface. I agree, but um, it, it for a game where one of its uh, core mechanics is that you can roll and what you want to roll in a direction, like at least for me, like my experience, like I want to do that with an analog stick and a button. I don't want to hit the space bar uh, to do the equivalent action. But uh, Kyle, why don't you why don't you set it up? Because I think you've played a little bit more of this than me and are clearly not playing on a gamepad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lost Ark is a new, or not new, actually, it's kind of old, which is a thing. New to us. New to us. New to the West. Old old to South Korea. Old to, yeah, old to, uh, as of 2019, I believe, right? Like, so it's been a few years. Um, MMO that is, uh, a Diablo-like, essentially. Like, it controls like Diablo, you right-click to move around, you left-click to attack. Uh, you can't right-click enemies to attack them which feels like a weird choice but 
Uh, apart from that, you've got your kind of low cooldown skills. You're supposed to kind of Wait, smash. Wait, you just them. move toward them and auto attack? No, no, no. You can you have a you left. You can swap these two buttons, but what I have is left click attacks, right click is move. If you right click okay. on an enemy okay. in Diablo, you'll you'll you move to them and attack. In this game, you'll just move to the place you right clicked, and okay. so in some ways, it's like okay, it's it's a little harder to miss a right a left a right click that you meant to be an attack. But in other ways, mm-hmm. it's like I was panicking and moving towards these enemies, and I thought I was going to attack them, but I didn't. Once yeah. you like, once I run my head around it, though, it it feels fine. Um, but uh, this uh, MMO has some really fun like class distinctions except that also for some reason some of them are gender locked which is a bizarre thing in the year of our lord 2022 yeah, <laughs> like for like for example uh i was immediately drawn to the gun classes like yeah. the like the like long range uh or like i guess there's long medium and short range weapons but like with the class then like there's <laughs> Well, there's a man and a woman, and if you're the woman, <laughs> then you can only pick the gunslinger class. Yeah. And if you're man, you can pick also, I think, the gunslinger class, yes. but then two others, including assassin, and I forget what the third was, uh, one was. Artillerist. You can get a real big gun or also a bow and arrow. Yeah. Uh, very odd. You know, yeah. just call those two different classes. You know, like, take the gunslinger. I I, I don't. It's weird. I don't get it. It's it's and it's odd. Um, it, and then it worked backwards. It worked in the other direction for the martial artist. There was only one guy martial artist, and the 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 woman martial artist had three options. One of them was like dancer. One of them was like a Goku. I've seen the Goku running around. It's actually really neat looking. Um, I love to see a Goku running around. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to see. The if you're a, a mage, uh, you're a woman. That's it. <laughs> like, and if you're a warrior, you're a guy. That's it. I mean, it's as uh, the weird. as the woman on this podcast. That's true. <laughs> like, I don't. That, think that, that's that, all, that also up, the you know? isn't that the premise of Wheel of Time? Am I? Do I? I that's like the very little I know about that. Hang show. on, let me fire up Amazon and find out. <laughs> Jesus I'll, I'll have an answer to that in just uh, five uh, short hours. <laughs> God, aren't there like? 20 books in that city. Well, anyway, I think he died before, right? He did, like he died. Yeah, he died they, before. They got finished, though. Yeah, someone finished him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this game, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's a kind of MacGuffin-y, like, the lost arc in the title is, like, your ultimate goal to find one of those that, like, has some sort of magical properties that will, you know, save the world through creation or destroy it if it falls into the wrong hands. And, um, they play a a neat little trick near the uh, the beginning that I won't spoil for people, but like there's a s- immediate setup uh, of stakes that is like okay, this is fun. This is kind of like your whatever uh, adventure. But what's really what's really interesting is just like the 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 gameplay feels really good. It feels really you know active. Um, like we've basically reached the point where. MMOs can have much more varied uh, uh, mechanics because networks have gotten faster. Like latency and ping is less of an issue when you mm-hmm. have a bunch of people on a map attacking the same mobs and things. Like you're not seeing the same restrictions that old MMOs have to kind of deal with. 
And so I think that's one of the big reasons that this is hitting is that it looks really good. It feels good to 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 just do like uh your 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 little uh, rotation and take down like huge mobs of enemies. Um, what it's and the direct action is like yeah like part of that's part of what really I find unappealing thing. about yeah part of what I find unappealing about MMOs other than like just not having time for them is and I'm I'm, I'm wildly oversimplifying I realize that yeah, but yeah. like is like pressing the buttons like watching it cool down like the satisfaction I get like the 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 like the thing I like so much about the games that I like the most are the direct action and right. so that's why this one immediately appealed to me it was like oh. It's still got the cooldowns, like, you know, I, I can still see where it's got, you know, the the a lot of, you know, generalized MMO ideas, but I can roll out of the way. I have a bunch of different weapons I can uh, combine together in really unique ways really fast, where even though the cooldowns are certainly impacting the play, I've always got something else I can be doing, and the roll is on a cooldown. So it's like that, that, that itself is uh, something that you can't just spam in the way you would in a normal action game. I think it's on like a cooldown of seven seconds yeah, or something, something like that. Like so that. you actually have to, which is a, which is a really long, like yeah. relative to a traditional action game, seven seconds is a fucking eternity. Like in the mm. two hours that I played on the, on the, on our uh, morning stream, uh, I was constantly just hitting the a button again to roll. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's what I need to roll out of the way. Of the it's way. like, Oh, Oh, I've been surrounded by 40 enemies. <laughs> oh, I, no. I just need to drop a bomb and move on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it definitely it feels much more like uh on the Diablo end of how quick the action is. Um uh, a little faster, I would say even of like Diablo 3 standards as far as like how quickly you get back moves that you're doing. Um and I'm still still pretty early on, but after you do the prologue, there's some pretty standard uh walk around and talk to a bunch of people and get like the lay of the land sort of situation and most of that has been, you know, fine. But like the real thing is like this, me- these mechanics are really, really fun and like, uh, just like feels like really polished. It looks good, and I'm curious. I'm gonna see how far I can get and see if I can get into like they have like eight person. I think raids is one of the earlier uh, size of things. I I wonder scaling up with how many people are on screen and stuff like how that plays out is what I'm kind of really interested in seeing but for now it's it just looks like really fun. i bet it looks really cool yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like it looks, yeah. <laughs> like just just zipping around as as the gunslinger looks yeah. badass like slapping eight enemy you know eight players doing that with a giant <sighs> boss or hundreds of mobs sounds like visually arresting <laughs> <laughs> i love that they just made a Dante from Devil May Cry. The, that's basically what the gunslinger is. You can kick people in the air and then hold them yep. in the air with your guns. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, and th- and this game was breaking uh, like records on Steam. It and broke. It's not. Cr- it, it broke it, Steam. It, it, right. Well, it broke Steam. Yeah, where you <laughs> you couldn't unpack the the files. Uh, and this is when this happened. I think it was roughly a week before. It's even. It's a free to play game. Right. Um, and so. Uh, and to to even get into this phase of the game that was breaking records, uh, you had to pay at least fifteen bucks. So this I, this game is going to like be astronomically big. Would be what a what a wild piece of speculation that would be. This game that broke records is going to get bigger when it's, it's going to get bigger when it's uh, free. But, <laughs> but I think it's I you know I'm always saying this. Uh, yes, yeah, see, now hire people. me as your consultant. I can I can crunch the numbers. Uh, 
But if it's, you know, if it was getting like 500 concurrence on, on a day where people had to pay, I can't imagine what it's going to be doing, you know, on the, well, uh, the 11th. I think this, uh, this like the day when, this Yeah, when out, you when, listener when are hearing to play. this. That's what yeah, it's go doing. ahead and, well, maybe as Kato edits it, he can mouth over the the current concurrence <laughs> <laughs> over, over what I just said. Yeah. So real quickly, though, just with the um the weirdness with gender in this game, like might be worth noticing that like gender politics in South Korea right now appear to be very weird across the board. Like this year, there's been a lot of like stories publicized about there is a Gamergate is not quite the right way to put it, but like there is a massive like anti-feminist backlash, apparently, that's hmm. become like a major problem in terms of like Korean public discourse uh, around this stuff. And like genuinely it has entered like mainstream discourse that like misandry is a major problem that has to be solved. And like, there's a lot of like routine harassment of like women online in uh, like public spaces um, in that market. And so like, it would not surprise me if in this, in this like context, it might also be hard to change course on that stuff a little bit. Maybe they're not related at all, right? Maybe the two don't have like anything to do with one another. And God knows anti-feminist backlashes happen everywhere. Uh, but did just want to just did want to note the fact that like the context there, especially like right now, appears to be more fraught than uh, it's been recently. Uh, and so that might also be part of the discussion uh, around this game. Um when we're talking about like action RPGs, uh, so Ren, you've been playing Vampire Survivors, which certainly yes. looks like a just wade into the middle of stuff and get fucked up and try <laughs> to survive uh, kind of game. Yes, but I would say in the opposite direction of something okay. like Lost Ark, which is like active. There is no, you know, you never hit the attack button in Vampire Survivors. So like Vampire Survivors, uh, for folks who haven't seen it, which has also been doing like surprisingly well and has been kind of a breakout hit, is this like indie roguelike that looks, it's trying to be a Castlevania. It's like trying to like play with the aesthetics uh, of Castlevania. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen a game want to cease and desist more than, uh, than <laughs> no, no, this game is desperate for a cease and desist, which you know what? I respect the energy. Um, like we are talking like almost Sprite rips. It's incredible. Um, it is a top down like roguelike, uh, where you don't actually hit the attack button. Your attacks just fire automatically from you. And so the game is basically like turns into a, like a roguelike bullet hell where you are never shooting. You are just trying to like delicately dodge out of the way of enemies while at the same time, like creating a build that is strong enough to kill like, you know, 40,000 enemies in a single run. Um, damn. <laughs> the most I've taken out is like 26,000 uh, all just by like creating a very specialized build and like using the games, like pushing every single system to its absolute limit so you can get an edge up and actually survive for long enough to uh, beat a level. And at which point you like unlock new stuff and there's a bunch of characters. It's, it is an extremely, extremely satisfying video game that falls into like the death ball roguelike category. Um, kind of like, um, uh, let me think like risk of rain falls into that category for me where it's mm. risk of rain is less about strategy and more about like enemy management and also like, you know, just like building a ridiculous character by picking up every item you can. This goes a little bit further into like, actually you have to think about a build or in like minute 24 of your run, you are going to be overwhelmed by literally 10,000 enemies and you are going to die. 
Um, and it yeah, is extremely when satisfying. I, when I was playing, I made it mm, like 13 minutes or something like that. And the, 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 the turn that game takes, and I'm sure this is only heightened as you get further in of where you, you feel like you've, you've built a build that is just who could stop me. I, I am just, I'm, I am king here now. I am the vampire survivor. And the answer Thank is you. Dracula can roll stop credits. you very easily. <laughs> and, and then like the, the next phase will roll around and like whatever, like new enemies it spawns in and then just immediately die. Just like none of it matters. Like nothing you've built is like, is going to, going to accomplish <laughs> anything you want anymore. It was just like immediately die. And that was such a, uh, it was it was really neat. It was it was cool to see the game push back, especially in its early state. Like this game launched to to like no acclaim, no interest in the middle of December, and then a couple of streamers glommed onto it, and it has now uh, like imploded. I want to make like one side note. I wrote a piece on how the game uh, became popular a couple of weeks back, and like one clarification that the designer gave to me, uh, Luca Galante, was that uh, he, they write. I'm not sure if it's worth clarifying that I did not actually make the assets myself. I made that presumption in the piece. Um, and he, <laughs> Luca wrote, I've simply bought an asset pack from uh, Oryx Design Lab a long time ago and never used it in a public project before this one. So fucking like, incredible. Years ago, a long time ago could mean a lot of things. Luca buys a Castlevania IP cash in pack from an asset website and then uses it here uh now granted this game has gotten such success that i guess if it has to do an art rehaul you know i th- i think i think luca will have the funds to do so if konami was smart they would just partner with him and officially like start doing castlevania shit in the game um but no that would that, that would give no. people just no. like the no, faintest no. scent of hope that like konami <laughs> might take an interest in any of the games that still like holds the rights to and uh, that, that cannot happen. be allowed to happen. Yeah, no. exactly. Unacceptable. Or, or and fuck they, you for suggesting it. They partner it. They partner up, and then cancel it like two weeks later on the eve of the uh, <laughs> release date, um, and then try and C and D. That 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 would be that would probably be the move. Um, in terms of these difficulty spikes, like, does it feel pretty consistent in terms of like exact, like how exact is the timing? How well do you know as you play through like, okay, I need to get ready for this phase or is it a bit like how dynamic is it? It's so like, I would, I think that it is like relatively, there's relatively consistent spikes at around like, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, right? You're going to have a pretty big hit, but also their feet, it feels, and this could be totally wrong. Like there is something like left for dead director ish going on behind the scenes where the game is being like, okay, cool. How, how ready are you for the next wave? Like how many items do you have? My guess is that like, there is a certain number of items that once you have them or a certain level you can hit that once you hit it the game is like all right hit them with the next lit wave if their build survives it keep going that is how it feels to me is like there are very real moments the game's like all right let's test your build to get to the next level and like there are like even like mini bosses associated with that um there aren't actually levels but it's like the next difficulty spike and i think that is probably tied to your character's level which is why one of the things that i like to do in in early game runs uh, is uh, as one character who has an extremely, extremely high attack rate before he levels up. Once he levels up, his attack rate drops to normal. But until then, he's basically like dropping like, you know, a lightning bolt every like quarter of a second. 
and you, you can get a ton of early upgrades and basically get way ahead of the level curve by using this character with only this one weapon for an extended period of time. At which point you can kind of get ahead of one of the difficulty curves and, you know, become extremely strong for when it actually hits. Uh, and that is a very, like, fun and satisfying feeling. Like, you know, I've gotten to the point in Vampire Survivors where, like, I it is rare that I have a run, like, under 20 minutes uh, or, like, under 25 minutes is, like, rare. Um, you also, like, unlock more passives as you go on because, of course, you do. That's this what kind of game this is. Uh, and there's also, like, a, um, like more traditional progression system where you are not just unlocking different items to find during runs. You are also like unlocking like different character perks. Like for example, like, Oh, I get like 5% more experience points uh, throughout a run or something like that. Um, so there is like long-term progression and like the end game is all about, you know, getting gold to then upgrade those passives um, that apply to every character. And then also learning all of the different like weapons and weapon evolutions, because one of the cool things about this is that uh, the passive items, uh, when combined with a um, like regular weapon, uh, evolve and get like new traits that are all extremely, extremely cool. Um, so like, for example, um, the garlic, because this game has mm-hmm. garlic in it because you're fighting <laughs> vampires. Um, when the garlic evolves, it becomes the soul eater and basically uh, gives you healing uh, when you're uh, doing damage to enemies and also does extra damage while you're healing. And it creates like this massive area around your character that basically will just eat any smaller mob up. And like it is extremely, extremely satisfying. Okay. Sounds it feels pretty, good. Sounds pretty I cool. Fe- I feel like if we were to do a, uh, an in-person video stream thing, mm. like what if we set up like multiple computers mm. and then took in all the inputs mm. and then just all did mm. run simultaneously? Yeah, like a race. Vampire survivors. Like that a, would be extremely yeah, like, a, like, like a marathon. Patrick already sketching out untried, oh. undesigned uh, yeah. sig- signal flows. Oh, no, we got, uh, we got like, the power now, though. Oh, we we're good, baby. Oh, I'm getting Phoenix. I have the strength. <laughs> we have multiple tens of thousand dollars worth of equipment, and we got two producers. Rob, we could do anything. <laughs> we can do anything. Please don't try to do anything. Three months later. Do so why would both your producers quit? <laughs> uh, I think I'm pushing too hard on Vampire enough. Survivors. Yeah, <laughs> I got to. Got we, too ambitious. Yeah, look, their their wax wings melted. What do you want me to do? <laughs> um, all right, so on that note, my fault. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. Listen, I pushed them off the tower, but like it's it's their fault. They flew too close to the sun. Shouldn't have jumped off the tower that I pushed them off of. Uh, we'll be back after a quick break. Uh, I want to talk about Crusader Kings Royal Court, and we got some stuff in the mailbag uh, to hit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
And we're back. Uh, so, I've had a busy week. Um, I've been... Well, let's see. So, in one Crusader Kings 3 Royal Court game, I've been... <laughs> I guess trying to reunify, well, trying to, not reunify is really the wrong word, um, try, trying to conquer the Iberian Peninsula and uh, declare Spain a thing. And the only thing standing between me and that goal um, are a lot of different cultures and religions uh, and my own sprawling family tree uh, full of just the most loathsome little Castilian shits uh, you can imagine. And uh, I also spent a good chunk of this week playing a game as Poland with uh, Gita and Emily Lipstein, where they were sort of like walking me through what's new in this Crusader Kings 3 uh, DLC, which is called Royal Court. And to catch you up a little bit, um, you know, like a lot of Paradox games, uh, you know, you're kind of in that history sim uh, grand strategy space. Crusader Kings, we've discussed before on the show, is like very focused on like role-playing as one noble in one place in time and like seeing what you can do with that person's lifetime and then passing that save basically along to their heir and seeing how you can have your plan unfold across multiple generations and deal with the various curveballs that like life and fate toss your way. Um, Royal court introduces, well, <laughs> That's what it says on the tin. So you might have been thinking, where's my royal court? I'm a king, <laughs> damn it. Where? Well, now, now oh, there's a royal goodness. court. Um, and to be fair, that me- the court technically existed in abstract in that you had people in your court, right? Like there were people. Yeah, that, but you couldn't go hang there. Yeah, you couldn't. There, there was mostly just like they existed, and you could assign certain ones to certain jobs, right? Right. Uh, so, yeah. Right. Like there were there would there would be like a menu of people right. who were in your court, and a lot of times you would just be like, I don't even know who these people are. Right. There were people like, What are you doing here? You'd see a little like, uh, <laughs> where, where a family crest should, yeah, where a family crest should be. There'd be like a couple twigs and a white piece of like cloth, and it was like they're lowborn, and you'd be like, Well, you must <laughs> we'll be pretty special in. to be. You must be pretty special to be here and you click and they, they're not special. They're just some dude. And you're kind of baffled as to what they're doing there. Um, so, but yeah, you, what you didn't have a sense was like court life. Um, they would, they would have that created through some story events. You could get little like implied bits of it through like, I will hold a, a Royal feast. But what Royal court specifically does is it, creates a place in the game, the Royal court, which is your throne room. And you go in there and you look at your various awesome heirlooms. <laughs> and the, the idea here, because all paradox games sort of like run on these ideas of prestige, like prestige is a really uh, power, like it, partly it's a way to keep score, but also it's really like powerful currency uh, in the game. Your court has splendor and the more splendid your court the higher your prestige, mm. uh, the more important you seem. Uh, millionaire mindset. Um, <laughs> you you do things like you can spend a little more money every month to improve the quality of food uh, at your royal court, or you can go the vice media direction and spend a little less money and take away food and hope nobody notices. But they do notice, and your court <laughs> splendor falls. Um, and so, like there 
are various things you can do on that front. The other thing you can do is um, you hold court. And at that point, you deal with like various petitions. People every five years, people are like, either there'll be a story event where like two like courtiers are feuding, uh, or like peasants might come with a like petition begging you to get rid of like one of your terrible nobles, um, or somebody might catch you out in something awkward, like the fact that uh, your king is a big dumbass, and you have a choice <laughs> of like. Do you cop to the fact you're a big dumbass or do you like yell and shout and like try to scare everyone away from like pointing out you're a big dumbass? <laughs> Both have their ups and downs. Damn, how'd they find out that I was a big dumbass? Fuck. <laughs> I've been trying so hard. Well, it turns out. Uh, so if, for instance, you haven't noticed that your court language is not a language you speak. Um, that can be, you know, oh. that can be awkward where people are like, hey, what's up? And you're like, huh? What? Who? What's <laughs> what's this document say? I'm sorry, I can't read this. And then people will be like, do you need do you need help? And if you accept help, you you like maybe it will help. But also everyone will know that like now you need that help. Uh, so it's a lot like gifted program, really, where it's <laughs> like a big part of it is like, no, I'm, I'm just going to sit up here and seem smart. No, I know what's going on. Don't worry about it. I'll do that petition later. Just pass it along <laughs> to your chancellor. I should have had a chancellor when I was like 12. You should have. I should have. You should have. Rob, actually, let's be I think you would have been a good chancellor at age 12. Yeah, that's that's very well, true. I, <laughs> am I wrong? No, it's just like, what is a, what is a chancellor if not someone who uh, takes people's lunch money? Oh, we're doing that again. <laughs> I sorry. Well, everyone's being mean to Rob for that time that he stole from other children. <laughs> no, I accepted feudal dues. Okay, like because I was the largest, I was the largest child. It was my due to protect the meek. Of... You know what, Rob? That was really kind of you. Yeah, I thought Rob, so. You, I thought you. You would be a great landlord. Oh. I'm always saying this. I'm always saying this. <laughs> Patrick. God damn. I would be. You know who else was a great landlord? Mr. Knightley. And that's who I'd be. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you want my opinion on who you should marry? And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, here it is. Let me tell you about how to be a better farmer. And I'll be like, but you don't farm. And I'll be like, no, but you're my tenant. So I think I know more about this than you do, my friend. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I nailed that too. Oh God, amazing! So, so the thing is, uh, like royal court. I think the big thing it does is paradox has been dealing for years with the fact that there's an insatiable appetite for narrative events in all their games. Like mm-hmm. they, I think they really ran into this with Stellaris. I heard one of their designers talking about like they continually underestimated how like. You know, it's the, it's the classic content drop problem, right? You always think, like, nobody's going to burn through all this content, uh, you know, in two weeks. That couldn't possibly happen. And then you inject the content into a game, and immediately two weeks later, people are being like, I've seen everything. Like, I need more. Uh, I feel like that was Are we going talking on. about Kato here? Or, <laughs> wow. Uh, no, we're talking about content, not Kato. <laughs> oh, sorry. I get them confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do, too, sometimes. Uh, I mean, I think Kato is very representative of ungrateful gamers. 
um, <laughs> what the just, fuck? Uh, stuff their little cheeks full of uh, content and quests, and then not even chewing. More, just like more, more, more. Yeah. So, royal court is very much like a. All right, here's tons of narrative events. Here's tons of shit you can fuck with. Like, um, you, sure, go in your throne room. Shit. Yeah, I love fucking with shit, too. What if you wanted to fuck with the clavicle of St. Joseph? Um, be like, the clavicle of St. Joseph? You can fuck with it. You can be like, oh put God. that out. I'm going to put that out. Hey, everyone, check out my clavicle. I got it from the Pope. That bone, that that gnarly bone over here means I get one extra piety a month. And everyone's like, "Damn, that's a that's the clavicle of Saint Joseph." Like, what's your, do you have? Do you have a certificate of authenticity for that? And I'll be like, "No," but like, you gonna question that? No, you're not. Um, so, and then you do things like give these heirlooms to other people. Um, some of the heirlooms will provide bonuses like maybe somebody writes a really good book on strategy and tactics and now everyone in your line is like well because we have like the how to be good at war book um we are going to be good at war and so that passes on through generations uh but yeah so it, it mostly is just like trying to give you more story events more of a way to like narrativize your adventures in crusader kings and maybe lean into the fact that like there's always been an argument like is Crusader Kings Crusader Kings is like on this fence between like RPG and strategy game. And with Royal Court, they're definitely like dumping skill points into RPG. Um, but in really fun ways. I have a question. Yeah. Can your heirlooms be stolen? Um I think I think they have to be gifted. I haven't I haven't seen a heist yet. <laughs> but because I think they, I, mm-hmm. but I think they get, I think it can get really thorny around inheritance too. Because mm, I was gonna, I was gonna say that like, I mean, one of the coolest things in Crusader Kings is like you can switch to a different character at any point in time. You can just take control of a different guy whenever. Any character in that video game, you just be like yoink. And doing a playthrough where you tie your player character to an heirloom as opposed oh to God. your actual PC. So you play Crusader Kings as Excalibur, basically? Yeah, as like a cursed sword. <laughs> yes, literally this, where you're like, every time the sword gets stolen, we're taking on this new character and like following their ambition. Um, you just create the save, exit to the main menu, load the save, play as the person who stole the sword. Yep. Yeah. Exactly this. That sounds extremely good. Uh, that would be a fun way to play it. Like there's, there's lots of like cool shit in this. Like I've been having a lot of, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It does a good job of also because there's more like narrative connective tissue. It's maybe a little bit easier to say, see the various ways the story fits together. Uh, and so it becomes like easier to sense like, okay, so the fact that I am now being like a relentless schemer is now being reflected back to me in these narrative events, but that is still happening alongside the backdrop of like high politics and strategy and like religious turmoil in Europe. And so there's more of a sense like at any moment, um, the game is doing more of the lifting of keeping apprised of what the broader story is while you Mm -hmm. are the player character 
reacting to it, right? So in some ways, you almost look at like Royal Court as being like uh, the game master got an upgrade, right? Where there's just there's just a better sense of like creating the fabric of the world you're in, and then you as the player have more ways to like express who you who you think your character is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an additional question: Is like yeah. is Royal Court mostly focused on the like European parts of this? Because like I think they like one of the things about Crusader of the Kings Three is that like you know, you can go to other parts of the world, which is like mm-hmm. exciting and cool. But like, is, does Royal Court feel 100% built no. for no. Europe? No, no, it, it is built for Kings, right? So that mm. <laughs> Royal Court is for Kings. <laughs> uh, but what, what I mean is it doesn't like, so it, you have to, uh, like, I think what you cannot be, like I don't think the Royal Court stuff even kicks on in like the Dark Ages start like start timelines mm-hmm. because like none of the like infrastructure development and ideological development has taken place to like make the Royal Court make sense. Right. But like as time rolls on, more cultures like hit a uh, pivot point where they can get the Royal Court. Uh, they have to like reform their religion, and you can reform any religion. Um. And so, like, once that is in place, the royal court, like, kind of kicks on, I guess. And that can happen anywhere. And so, like, as long as you are a king or empire level noble, you got yourself a royal court. Mm. Um, And that can happen anywhere in the world. Um, And I think they're also trying to – so I have not played with this part at all. They're also trying to do a lot more with – I think, like, there's more ways to fuck around with religion – and culture mm. uh, to like sort of custom spec uh, the religion and culture of your people, um, but maybe also get around some of the more deterministic aspects of Crusader Kings where like, sorry, man, this is <laughs> once these two, once these two face enter the octagon, uh, you know, only one may leave. Uh, mm. There's, you know, if you're willing to dump in the resources, there's apparently more ways around that as well. So like, theoretically more options open up uh in the game but i've not messed around with that as much because like i've been mostly sticking around to uh you know playing cultures at sort of a mid-game point uh where things are stable enough where you really don't kind of want to fuck with that uh with with those big questions because you're so busy just trying to keep a lid on things Mm -hmm. like me like how do i make spaniards out of all these people (laughs) I'm always asking this. People have been asking me to stop saying it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, it's, you know, that, that game has been a lot of fun. I ended up, um, I ended up in a race to, this is just, you know, classic Crusader King stuff. Uh, I did, I did some math and I realized that like, if I killed my brother, um, cause he was a King too, we were both Kings Mm. and if I killed him, I would be, I would inherit his kingdom. And so it was like a race between me creating a murder plot and him having more kids, but I kept losing the race. And so I would like, no sooner would like the murder plot be about to go off. than it's like, ah, oh, fuck. He has an heir. Um, and so it would be like, do I, do I like stop the murder plot and kill the heir or do I just kill my brother? I went ahead and killed, killed my brother. Uh, but not before he had a second kid. So mm. I had to kill two little toddlers uh, before I Jesus could be a king. Christ. Had to. Required. I mean, 
If I didn't do that, there would be <laughs> Discord in the realm. Ah, um, and you hate having Discord in the realm. That's you do. Point. Like, you know, what's what's the greater crime? Uh, letting two toddlers grow to see adulthood or uh, providing peace and stability uh, for mm-hmm, people across the mm-hmm, peninsula mm-hmm. Uh, for <laughs> a good 10 or 15 years before I led them on the religious wars. Um, <laughs> those, are the two, those are the two options in my house as well. <laughs> Oh no! Fortunately for the oldest, she's not a toddler anymore. So the younger one, hmm. still open question. <laughs> um, and you know the the other thing is it, it, it the game does still have such like good rhythms where there's the whole like cycle of life where where your king is like gets like your king sort of like your noble will reach like the zenith of their powers in their like forties or fifties because they're like been around long enough they've skilled up a bunch. But then, like, they're always in more danger of, like, getting old and dying or just falling the fuck apart or getting weird. And so... In, is, is weird a trait? <laughs> oh, there's, like, a million different flavors of weird. Yeah. No, like, we, there's, like, a million weird traits you can get. Uh, and they all create their own little problems. And so you also, like, have those good, like, fun push-your-luck mechanics of, do I keep trying to put this entire kingdom on the back of this aging noble? Or do I just start preparing for the fact that like this this person's going to die and I need to save all that money for the kid so that when the kid inherits, we have enough money to like spend our way out of problems. (laughs) But it turns out it's as hard for me to budget in Crusader Kings as it is for me to do it in real life. I'm always (laughs) like, you know. I think I can just, I think I can, I think I can cram one more emirate down my throat uh, before this guy kicks the bucket. And then as long as no nobles get pissed off at me, as long as I can uh, handle the religious strife, religious and ethnic strike strife between uh, my Muslim and uh, Christian citizens. um, And as long as nothing happens that requires like an outlay of cash, like medical treatment, uh, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just continue. That's not a long. That's not a long, long list of caveats whatsoever. You're good. Yeah, I feel like everything must have turned Acceptable. out fine. Acceptable. Yep. I'm just. I'm just constantly being like, all right. And now I just need to not do anything for ten years. Just let that clock run, Rob. Just let that clock run. And then I'm like, oh, I could declare war again. <laughs> you know. Jesus. I mean, he's seventy years old, but look how look how spry he seems. I think. I think he's got another war in him. Don't listen to that. Shouldn't do it. So that's um that's that's Royal Court. That's what that's what I've been up to. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and like it's, I in a weird way I think it also makes Crusader Kings maybe more accessible. Um, because again, mm. just more of that like narrative connective tissue. If you have a story to tell, it's easier to frame your actions in the context of that story rather than the way it could be at launch, which was sometimes it was really, it was better than this, better at this than any CK had been, but it could still feel like you were looking through a phone book of like European novels and like doing math problems off the back yeah. of it. And now you have a bit more of a cast of characters. And this was the, this was the problem that I had when I first played CK three is that I loved it a lot. And I really liked that doing that character work, but like at the same time, it really did feel like, all right, cool. I don't know who to, who, who do I put the camera on? Because like, or who do I want to fuck with? Like, who is interesting to have, like, a, a fake rivalry with or, like, something like that? Or, like, to to narrativize having a rivalry ri- with 
when like you don't have that cast of characters and hearing that they have live you know bolstered that is is very very exciting to me personally um, yeah, I'm so, have to jump back into this. Yeah, I think uh, it's like if you've been looking for a reason to completely get hooked on Crusader Kings again, like I think I think Royal Court gives you gives you some really good reasons. And and there's nothing in it that I'm like, uh, sometimes the Paradox expansions you can look at it and be like, I wish you hadn't made this at all, because like now it's in the game and it like kind of fucks some stuff up. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in, there's nothing here that I look at and I see and, and I say like. Okay, well, with these good, like, here's a lot of downsides. Like, maybe in some of the, um, like, culture and religion stuff, there will be issues that crop up uh, if you push that stuff too far. But right now, mostly, it makes just the minute to minute of playing a little more fun. So, yeah. uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Uh, do we want to dig into the question bucket? I'd love to. We do. I, I, I've been told we can talk about fraud. Were you asking if we could talk about fraud? Yes. Were you a little worried? No, not at all. Not I. I you know, I didn't. Yeah, I, I am not worried. At, you know, I'm good. OK, so I'm good. Right. If we're good, the, if we're good the to Costco, go. The Costco police already left me off the hook. Someone who works in Costco fraud was like, you're good, Patrick. Okay. Don't sweat it. Well, <laughs> if we got the green light to talk about it, then I'm just putting the call out there. If anyone knows good, like solutions for fraud in concur, <laughs> please let me know. Um, oh, I meant I meant sorry, I wanted sorry, stories sorry, about sorry, fraud, sorry, not sorry, 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 sorry. I shouldn't. Sorry. Hey, sorry, do not send do not send <laughs> tips for committing fraud using concur to uh, gamingadvice.com. Uh, don't <laughs> no, don't are using concur for this? No, 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 no. Don't. Please send. Please don't you send. have a personal email? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Robert uh, .zachneyadvice.com. Maybe you know what? Maybe not even <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, you know what? Um, you shouldn't send tips about how to commit fraud using concur and you shouldn't send them to zachneyr at gmail.com wow don't need a jason don't listen to this <laughs> i mean Ren, you, you just had lunch with him he seemed pretty cool right he's pretty cool he's yeah. teaching me how to use concur later today and he's really been, oh, let's be, oh really hey uh Hopefully. but also uh jason is not the one who like emmanuel approves the expenses right and emmanuel's a comrade yeah. Daniel is a comrade. So, Jason's also a comrade. It's true. It's it's not fraud if we're just trying to redistribute the wealth mm-hmm, to ourselves. Gonna get that complimentary beer money out of this company one way or another. You I, took away my smart corn, you sons of bitches. And you know what, what do you think would happen if, you know... I, you know, I usually go to, you know, get like beer and wine for the weekend on like Friday evenings after work. Like, what if I just submitted that? It was just like, this is a business expense. Didn't tell Emmanuel. Just like, just push that through. Like, I they can't stop you. So they like, can. I think they can hit the <laughs> decline, but I want someone to hit it. I want someone to load the JPEG and go, is this just a receipt <laughs> with no explanation for you know what? Maybe I sh- I can start sending like grocery. Like, oh, sorry, this is my Waypoint Radio coffee bill. Like, because my home studio, like, part of the cost of you don't want me just like mm-hmm. getting completely like wiped out during the pod, do you? Uh, so yeah, I think mm. this anyway. is my nog. This is my nog budget for after darks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that shit was so expensive. I cannot begin <laughs> to tell you. How expensive Wait, that really? was. Wait, was it expensive as a single batch or expensive per pound? Because it feels like 
You got a lot out of that. You got a lot of nog. You know, that's true. Like, of nog. Cream and milk are pretty cheap compared to like aged liquor. So that's mm. true. Like took a lot of aged liquor and then made it into a ton volume wise of like drink. <laughs> so you're right. Maybe, you know, maybe I should just be like nog all the time. God. All nogged up. Constant nog. <laughs> Hey, honey, this is called budgeting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham. Uh, all right. What was the question? <laughs> yeah, so Patrick, uh, tell us your fraud tips, stories. Know, this one, uh, well, you said you had other emails. I'll read this one and if there are other ones that came in that you think are good. But this one uh, came in from uh, Ari. Hey, gang. Now, look, I'm not typically one to advocate for fraud. I love you know what? That's a just mm, that's a great Could, email couldn't start. be me. Could not well, be me. But when you work in retail for long enough, you find out that it is extremely easy. Patrick pretty much had it when he brought up the Walmart video game return policy. Uh, it turns out most stores will accept returns for most items, no questions asked, as long as you don't mind store credit. The chain I worked at until recently qualified that. Uh, qualified that in, uh, in that you would only get the value of the item at the lowest price it had ever been discounted to. Also, rather than flag a membership number like with Costco, they check your ID and run it against a fraud prevention database so you can't pull it over and over again. That's what Walmart eventually did do. It was like they they would hand you – when you would try and do the – take the cheap game to get the expensive cost trade-in, they would check your ID and they'd be like, you can only do this three times a year. So like <laughs> but that, that was the bit – like you can, wow. you can do a little fraud but not a lot of fraud. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ari continues – uh, that said, it's usual knowledge to have on hand. I received a new coffee grinder for my mother-in-law last Christmas. It was a perfectly nice little KitchenAid electric grinder that was deci- that was a decided downgrade from the one I was already using. There was naturally no gift receipt, being deeply conflict-averse. I did a little on- looking online and found out that Target sold the exact same model, as well as one that would in fact be a nice little upgrade to my current setup. All I had to do was walk up to the return counter with the grinder still in the box, box ask hey sorry i don't have the receipt for this could i do a return for store credit and 30 seconds later i had a nice little target gift card in my hand which i promptly used to pad out my purchase of a new grinder that i now enjoy almost every day i do want to reiterate non-receipted returns do get side-eyed and tracked by most stores and if you do it too much they will start rejecting returns with the unspoken accusation that you're returning stolen product still next time you find yourself with a gift you never know you're, you know you're never going to use it doesn't hurt to check if That's Target really good advice. keeps it in stock. That's really good advice. Yes. Sicko's voice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Some 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 lawyer is just sweating. They don't know why. Like they're not they're not <laughs> A vice employee cool. somewhere is just like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. We're telling so wait, you gave advice on how to defraud Target specifically <laughs> on your podcast. <laughs> Listen, we don't have any deals with Target, maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. Vice is a big oh, company. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's fucking what, true. What's going on some places? Um so it's we like, have one from Target, Alexa. That's your fault. <laughs> Ale- Alexa writes, hey y'all. If you were a video game skeleton, what type of video game skeleton would you be? Sword and shield, femur thrower, environmental storytelling. <laughs> That's me. Environmental storytelling. I'm not coming back. Yeah. I'm just a pile of bones. S- Conveniently uh, set up in a seated position, 
holding like a controller or something, you know? Damn. You were playing Pokemon when you expired. A gamer, yeah. <laughs> here lies a gamer. Here here lies trying to finish the Pokedex. <laughs> you know, he tried. He died. Uh, I would say from software skeleton who is inexplicably a vendor, despite looking absolutely no different from every other skeleton in the video game. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, related, I would be a Kingsfield Four, uh, the uh, ancient city skeleton, one in which, if the if, if you just walked a little bit away from me, I, I'm just going to walk in a circle over and over again, um, just upset at myself that I'm here. Uh, you know, I am a skeleton. I'm supposed to be spooky, but I apologize. My AI, my AI pattern only allows me to <laughs> to be interested in your acquaintance for for about five seconds. Otherwise, I need to walk in the circle. So I would just be in the circle, hoping the player would just spare me uh, from from the swing of their sword. Will they? Uh, will but, the players spare you? Well, if they're me, then no. In fact, they will they will take the not. opportunity for that. Uh, the fact that you're going in a circle. To uh, just uh, swing that sword a little bit harder. Not worry about the fact that you can't fucking tell the distance of the sword. Because it won't matter. Because I can get right up behind you and just go whack. So you have to imagine this guy is a skeleton. <laughs> this guy. So it's the it's the Maxwell blown away guy. Uh, so just imagine yeah. like a skeleton on like sitting regally on a chair happily dead uh head thrown back in exultation as the power of a vintage audio system washes over him that's how he died and you, are you still wearing i was gonna say and, and you want are you wearing like a tie or something still mm, to, to really yeah. like get that effect yeah, I, I think so. He put on he put on his he put on, put on his, his uh, get, get, yeah put on his getting married suit and uh, <laughs> said fuck it just keep turning up the dial till got sound I can't hear blasted. no more. That's that's how I that's how I wish to be discovered. Uh, many many centuries hence. Uh, Misty writes, "Hey Waypoint Crow, is it weird to sit in the shower? For context, I have a really average shower-bathtub combo and will often sit down like I'm taking a bath for my showers. I like to sit and take my time getting clean, and I find it's easier to shave my legs and wash my hair while seated. My partner gives me a hard time about it. She doesn't really care, but insists that it's a weird thing to do. What are your thoughts? Love the pod and thankful for all the engaging content that has made my job less miserable. You're all kings, queens, non-binary, non-binary beings, and I appreciate you. Also skeletons. Mostly skeletons, yeah. So, first, I would just say... They have a seat, right? No, it sounds like they're just sitting down in the bathtub. Just sitting in the bathtub. Mm. Just sitting on the the ground in the bathtub. This is the thing. First of all, it's not weird to sit in the shower, because at some point, everyone's going to have to sit in the shower because we get infirm. Like, Like, at some point, you may need to, like, bring a seat with you into the shower. May happen. Um... I think the problem most with most bathtubs, they don't accommodate that. But I, I totally right. understand the impulse. This is why I was this is why I was on like team bench seat in the in the shower stall. Love that shit. Mm. Get those. Uh, those are neat. Yeah. Oh, they have those at my university. No, 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 no. They have those at my university. I am only anti sitting down in the shower because every time I've ever sat down in a shower, it was a sign that something had gone terribly wrong. Sure. Yeah. I, yes. Have that you tried is a sign it? that I am severely depressed. Have you tried it outside experience. of those contexts, though? Just to see? Just to feel? 
Just to pop a squat? Yeah, just, just sit on the ground. It's fun. Sometimes it's fun to sit. <laughs> mm, I love me sitting on the ground. I love this. This I is so this. fun for me. Ah, I'm no, oh, I, this was the cure for my depression. I should have been doing this when I wasn't depressed. I think this Could is fine. Could a depressed fine. person do this as I sit waiting for the hot water to run out in my shower? <laughs> Fucking on, on my, in my most shinji pilled mode. Turning up the water too hot. Rob, Rob just sitting down in his shower, just luxuriating, thinking about how much this is costing him. Just like showering himself in dollar bills as the shower comes over him on the floor. Now, laying down in the shower, that's the good shit. Just like it's hitting you all all over at once. God. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with Kata. I'm yeah. with Kata. Yeah. Because like yeah. say you're really say you're really drunk, except the drunk is fading into a hangover. Sure. And you're like, I need the soothing rainfall yeah, of it's like, lukewarm water falling on my face yeah. uh, for hours while I sleep. <laughs> Don't fall asleep. Oh no, you fall asleep. I fall. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's up? Welcome. Welcome to Ren's terrible corner. <laughs> I have narcolepsy. I have fallen asleep in the shower. And let me tell you, oh, no. that is an unpleasant experience. Oh, no. Um, I was in my college dorm. Uh, and fell asleep in a public shower and had the really cool experience of like starting to fall, you know, like you do. Uh, and then my brain was like, you're falling. You should wake up. And I was like, you're right. I should wake up. And so I awoke as I mid fall. Mm -hmm. And folks, what do you do when you want to not fall? Grab something. Uh, or you try and like move your legs into a more into a more stable position. Yeah. Sure. Moving your legs into a more stable position is really hard uh, when you're in a shower and the floor <laughs> is soaking wet uh, and you're already mid fall. So instead of like recalibrating myself and like catching myself, I just added momentum to the fall <laughs> and went, <laughs> went oh, no. directly onto my oh. face, like directly onto my shoulder. And then I just laid there because another note is uh, I take some sleep meds. And so I was extremely not from the medication laying just letting the water hit me until i felt like coherent enough to crawl through my dorm naked into my dorm room hang on <laughs> so what i'm hearing mm -hmm. is that you hearing, if you just been lying down at the start of that shower <laughs> yeah you, you would have been safe and also good. once you fell that soothing mm -hmm. rainfall, the healing rain yeah. of the shower yes. helped you weather the storm of that bout of nausea until you were strong enough and brave enough to crawl naked, heedless of the people around you, back to your dorm. Uh, that shower gave you confidence. That you know what, Rob? And that's a really good point that I hadn't considered previously. I appreciate that. Well, it sounds uh, like we all see, endorse laying sitting down, down in no. the shower. No, yeah. yeah. yes, no, nope. absolutely. No, nope. Waypoints nope. Radio nope. says you can sit in the shower. It's okay. At least try the, laying at least down. The person who wrote this in qualified it with like utility. It's like totally makes sense. Like shaving their leg, like that. That all all adds up. Where kind of Rob seemed to be coming from is like. What if you treated your shower like a tub and you were in there for 45 yeah, yeah. Well, minutes? It, a tub that drains. It's already a tub. It's already a, it's a combination shower tub. I don't think it works as well in like a shower shower that has no slope to it. That's no, no, it's got, no I'm That's, not advocating that yeah, at all. I mean, it's difficult. But. You can't just lie if, down in a shower stall. 
I don't. There's no space. I don't. There's enough space usually. Well, you can curl into a little ball, but that's that is. I have done that. <laughs> I Listen, mean, who yeah, it? but I don't. I don't well, again, it. this is why I say that like laying or sitting in the shower is a sign that something has gone terribly wrong. But I'm saying if you have the, the combination you're curled in the ball on the floor of a shower right. stall, mm-mm. no, no curling in this situation. You're just sitting. Like you need the legs are out because it's a longer because it's a, ba- a bath a tub with a shower head in it. You just lay down, and it's nice. It's like being in the rain. Yep. No, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, <laughs> totally agreed. Um, also, like, so. The- Rob, Rob is just lo- Rob is just loaning his hammocks through Kato. <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, this. Yeah, it's great. Thank God. Thank God. Finally, on this podcast, someone agrees with me. <laughs> uh. Uh, so the one thing. The, the the note of caution I would sound though is that sometimes like if the shower is like if you t- if you do the combo bath shower thing real I'm gonna stop the drain and just sit here with like the rain coming down on me um that shower get a little grody like the the like the soap not draining out uh, could be a bit of a problem uh, so be careful with that because like uh, let me tell you like. I am somebody who routinely almost wipes out in the shower because I have like a shower that's perfectly contoured and has just the right texture that if anyone has bathed in it in the last two days, like taking a bath or uh, if like the the drain just hasn't been cleared uh, in a little bit, it will form a very thin, totally invisible and totally like undetectable layer of like slippery scum. That like the minute the minute like the first drop of water touches, you're just like your foot's wiping out from under you. No. Uh, and so yeah, I'm. Uh, I I wish like to be fair, I should probably be crawling into that shower. Also, get a mat or clean. Would a mat the help? Oh, uh, just how often like how often can one be expected to clean a clean up? <laughs> Wait, what about the mat? What about the mat? <laughs> Gotta clean that too. What? Not as often. Yeah, mm, you I've won't eat shit it. as frequently. I've thought about it, but I need to find a nice. Oh, my name's mat. Rob. I'm too good for a mat. No, I just need a nice. Uh, <laughs> I need to find really? like Rob. Rob gripped with like choice paralysis when he could just get a just pay ten dollars for a wire fucking cutter. Mat. It's like, wire cutter, most handsome bath mat. Wait, are we cu- going no, back sorry. there again? Wire cutter. Yeah, uh, because they, their union the was union recognized. Got, they yeah. won. Okay, good. And good. Uh, so it's ethical uh, recommendation <laughs> seeking. Wire cutter, oh, most shit. handsome and sophisticated anti-slip shower mat. Yeah, mat. Yeah. Probably what you're looking for. There we go. Um, okay, that didn't... They're just saying best, best shower mat. Well, ah, uh, that's guess. not what we need. Those don't look great. I mean, mm. those those look those don't look great. I also, Where I are also the need gold embellishments. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, do you have any that look like uh, leather? That's what I'm really. That's what I'm really in the market Ooh, for. I love some wet leather on my feet. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. this one got a Bluetooth chip in it. Can I connect my Pixel Three to this, Matt? Like, I'd like to have some little subwoofer beneath my feet when I'm uh, taking a shower. Well. I can see I have no support you know in this room. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stand by Rob here. How can Rob truly feel clean if he's not cleaning his heart with opulence? <laughs> Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. 
more and more people are asking. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode of Waypoint Radio. (laughs) If you want more from Waypoint, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint, on Facebook and YouTube at Waypoint Vice. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Patrick, where can people follow you? At Patrick Klopik. Renata. You can follow me on Twitter at Ren or Raven. Kato. At A underscore Kato underscore appears. You can also check out what we published on waypoint.vice.com. This week, Patrick published an interview with Shinji Mikami. That was still this week, right, Patrick? It was late Friday. Yeah, it's basically Monday. Uh, Shinji Mikami about realizing he's in the later stages. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I heard it was 2007 because the cake is a lie, Kato. God damn it. Anyway, read read Patrick's interview with Shinji Mikami. It's good. Uh, We've also been streaming a whole bunch thanks to Waypoint Plus. Thanks to the folks who've signed up at waypointplus.com. We have been streaming... Well, Patrick and Cotto are working their way through Kingsfield, which appears to be the grayest game ever made. Um, <laughs> yep. Great, greatest? Greatest. Great. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I <laughs> said. That's fun. Uh, oh, I didn't, I didn't open up your stream yeah. and like, wonder if my monitor was broken. Uh, I was like, I didn't uh, know this came out for Game Boy. Um, oh, and earlier this week, uh, I streamed Crusader Kings 3, as I said, with uh, Gita and Emily. As for our Waypoint Plus listeners, we just published a Waypoint After Dark uh, where we had our first After Dark with Ren. Uh, So check that out. If that all sounds good or if you just want more Waypoint, you can go to waypointplus.com and subscribe. Not only do you get access to our premium feed, but as I said, you're also helping support Waypoint and everything else we do here. And you're putting me in nice bath mats. Our theme music is... You're not. You're not. I have to do so much fraud before like there's I mean, a also, direct connection between those things. Also, if you're listening to this, it might be too late, but if it might not be too late to go to our Twitch channel and vote on our next Waypoint 101s. That's happening today, the day this True. podcast came out. Uh so they would yeah. have to. They would have. But kind they have of, to download so it immediately. They have to, they have to listen to a two-hour podcast. They have to download podcast. it and then, sk- and then skip to no, the no, no, end. No, 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 no. Hold on. They like would, the they sign would, off. They would probably miss the beginning of the stream. But I would bet by this point we would maybe be closing in on the end of the presentations and starting. Well, if they don't give VMix to Ren by tomorrow. We might not have even started uh, by the time. Oh my god! Uh, by, by the time <laughs> my, get to the end of this. Give me my fucking juice, and by juice I mean video production suite. Um, it's true, but you know what? This is an opportunity for all those all those braggarts who are like, I listen to all my podcasts at five x speed uh, with my super <laughs> hearing. I just I just enjoy it that much more, and it saves me time. One one point one point two x, please. That's the sweet spot. Anyway, uh, go to church. Uh. <laughs> Well, our theme music is by by is by our theme music is by Bowen. The track is "Miss You" off the EP "Pale Machine." Learn more at waypoint.zone/boen. Uh, for now, we're calling time on this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home.
He explains that with the new version of MoviePass, you can watch ads to earn credits that can go towards Wait, free movies. Your phone movie camera will track your pass. eyeballs to make sure you're actually watching. What the Quote, fuck? what it does, it basically creates a transaction between you and the brand. Are you fucking... Wait, they resurrected... They resurrected MoviePass as Snoopware? Yeah, there's a thing going on right also, now. Wait, wait, wait. Do we all stop recording? I'm still recording. I'm oh, still fuck. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all okay. Back. It's fine. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, we sorry. They're doing what now? <laughs> sorry, I didn't. I need to clarify. Movie when pass. did movie pass? How long ago did that die? Watching the movie pass relaunch press event. Quote: I love product placement in movies. Says CEO Stacy Spikes, wearing a Steve Jobs slash Elizabeth Holmes style turtleneck. I'm the person that has a notepad, and I'm writing down. Is that Hugo Boss? I'm that guy. Well, that guy. The guy we all know. I know that guy. Uh, He's great. In a list of guys, I'm always thinking about that <laughs> one. That's one of my choices. Very that's chappy voice. That's Hugo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Boss. <gasps> when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.